All I can say is we have a very exciting program today for you. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Today on the program, it's my privilege to have New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Kahn on the program. We have a lot to talk about today. By the way, he has a new book out called The Harbinger 2. We'll be talking about that in, in, in just a little bit. I've wanted to have Jonathan Kahn on the program for, for quite a while, and I'm so thrilled we were able to work it out and make this happen. I've got so many questions in terms, and I'm sure you do too. Where is this world going with the pandemic? Where is this world going in prophecy? And why have so many people that call themselves Christian or either ministries have literally gone on the verge of anti-Semitic and have jumped into a very dangerous theology called replacement theology? I actually worked, I won't say who, I actually worked for somebody that their entire ministry has gone literally anti-Israel and that God can't keep his promise and that Israel in the Middle East has nothing to do with the Israel of the Bible, but I believe firmly, and the Bible proves itself, these people are absolutely wrong and should be, well, don't listen to them. That's the best thing I can tell you. To get started on the program today, like I say, we have a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time, and I want to welcome Jonathan Kahn. And Jonathan, my question, just to define it for those who are not familiar, what is replacement theology? Replacement theology, uh, sometimes called supersessionism, basically, uh, pretty simply means uh, God has replaced Israel has replaced uh, his ancient people, the Jewish people, replaced them with the church. And so God is pretty much finished with the Jewish people, except some, you know, it depends on which stream of theology that uh, some will say they may come back at the end. But basically all God's promises to Israel and the Jewish people, to Abraham's children uh, by flesh and blood uh, is gone um, and it's transferred over. To the church, the church is the new Israel, replacing the replacing Israel as we know it. Um, and God's purposes, prom, you know, His prophetic purposes to the Jewish people, um, is gone. Now, some of them will interestingly say that God's curses remain with the Jewish people, but mm-hmm. the blessings go to the church. I mean, you know, so so uh, it actually is very old. Um, it, it comes really early on in the church age when um, you had gent, you know, people who weren't Jewish and saying, "Well, you know, God is, you know, we're the new ones." And then, then you had Rome um, saying, "Well, now we are the kingdom, and so therefore God's finished with that." You know, the kingdom's not going back to the Jews. We're we're, we're the one now. I mean, it's human nature. It's basic mm-hmm. human nature, which tends to be self-centered, tends to be, um, you know, tends to. Uh, to disparage anything else, so so you have that, and then um, you know, and then it's it's it has been revived throughout the years. Actually, much of the old line church has been replacement supersessionism, uh, but it's absolutely totally un-anti-biblical. Well, what I don't understand is how do people explain what happened in 1948? I mean, this is this there had been how many hundreds almost 2,000 years of being dispersed out of their land, what, 80, 77? How does somebody explain what happened in 1948 and claim that God does not have his hand in this? 
Well, yeah. And it, I mean, absolutely, Bob. And, and, you know, that's how do you do that? Because it happened. You know, the Bible, the Bible said not just did it happen. The Bible said it was going to happen. You know, the mm-hmm. Bible said from the days of Moses through the through Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel um, and and taking the writings of, of Paul and and Jesus Messiah himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jewish people are going to be scattered throughout the earth. Well, they have been. Uh, they're going to be persecuted from nation to nation. They have been. But then God says, I will gather back, I will gather you back to the land of Israel. And though and and I will make you a nation again, and you will plant the plant the the, the fields again, and it will mm-hmm. blossom like a rose in the desert. You know, so all these things, I mean, everything it said came to pass. In fact, Bob, I was an atheist when I was growing, I mean, when I was about eight years old up till about twelve, because but what turned me, what what got my attention to God that he exists is this, exactly this. There is no book, there is no faith, there is nothing that ever has anything where where an entire history of a people was prophesied thousands of years before it happened and the rebirth of Israel. And by the way, exactly. for any believer, you should be rejoicing in this because Jesus said basically he's not coming back until the Jewish people say blessed is he and they're going to and they have to say it in Israel and in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So it was not only 1948, 1967 as well when they got Jerusalem. So it's all prophecy and you have to be blind and you have to be not all and not only that Bob, you have to you have to write basically you have to argue with reality you have yep. to nullify reality but also you have to nullify most much of the bible you do the bible very clearly says that god is never going to be finished with the nation of israel he's never mm-hmm. going to revoke god is not god is not someone who breaks promises that's right and, and see that that's what disturbs me because people that would believe in replacement theology You can't trust the word of God if you believe that, because you're saying that all the promises he made are now null and void without warning. I mean, just, okay, I'm done. You're done. My word means nothing. What what hope would we have as Christians if if that's how God was fickle? Absolutely. How could you? Yeah. If if, if you can, if if God is not going to keep his promise, you know, to the nation of Israel, how can you expect him to keep it to you? But God has mm-hmm. kept his promise and to Israel, and he will keep it to you. And and the thing is, you know, you 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 look at all, you know, not, it's not only, like it, it goes even farther, because how could you trust the word of God itself? Because if God, if it doesn't mean what it clearly says it means, then you could do anything you want with, with, with the word of God. And this goes back to the beginning when the mm-hmm. enemy said, did God really say this? He said yes. in the garden. Yes. Did God really say this? Well, that's what you're doing right now. You're nullifying the word of God. And the the you know and, and the the New Testament is just as clear as the as the the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament. Paul said has got very clearly. I mean, read, Paul says in Romans, has God rejected his people, Israel? And he says, by by no means, God forbid. For I yes. myself am an Israelite. He goes, God has not, and and all Israel shall be saved. In the end, mm-hmm. when you look at these peace treaties that have come out in recent months between Israel and other nations that have been facilitated by our own country, what is your initial reaction to what you've seen? Well, you know, it's it's a it's a it's it's a tough thing, but or it's a, compl- a complex thing because on one hand, we know things are going to get worse before Messiah comes, and we know mm-hmm. that Israel will not have peace in the end. 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you see people who have been enemies of Israel um, and they say, hey, you know, we don't want to be we, we, we want to have peace. We don't mean it. Well, that that part that, you know, th- that's not a bad thing, you know, that they if they, if they don't want to, to you know, they're if saying we're not at a state of war anymore. Yeah. At the same time, you know, so I mean, that part, at the same time. We know that, you know, that it, it, there is not going to be peace in the end mm-hmm. until this happens. And we also know that God has given the land to Israel. So it, it brings all the, you know, everything into play. There is going to be no peace until Messiah comes. I mean, there might be, you know, pockets of peace, but there's mm-hmm. not going to be the peace. The Bible says Jesus is coming on a day when all nations are come against Israel. Yes. Um, so, you know, so you have all, you have a lot of things converging. When you look at this year of 2020, and what a year this has been, I think that back in January, my wife and I were looking forward to so many things we're going to do this year, some of them ministry-wise, some of them just the things you do in life, and who would have expected the coronavirus and all that has come with it? And and I begin to wonder, what does this play, you know, what does this have to do, because it is a global event, what could this possibly have to do with our world today in in terms of scripture and prophecy is there any connection or am i missing something um i believe there's a gigantic uh connection bob a gigantic one and that is why i wrote the harbinger too that was the whole thing when as the year was approaching uh, i'll give you i'll tell you this i actually um well let me let me put it this way when I wrote, for those who know, and you know, many know, the, the Har- my first book, The Harbinger, I knew that there was going to be a sequel. I mean, it, because, it, because it was about the, the signs, the warning, the beginning of judgment um, on America, you know, at, mm-hmm. at, according to a biblical template. But I knew that was the beginning. It wasn't the end. So there was going to be at one point I knew I had to write the sequel, but I never would do that. It was, this is, I mean, I held off for eight years because it's not something you can just do. Um, mm-hmm. It has to be God. It has to be the right time. So in 2019, I'll tell you, on my end, when we were approaching 2020, I was praying, Lord, what's the next book? And I was thinking it could be this, this, this. And, and instead, it was The Harbinger 2. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And and what I also got was that about this year being a year, 2020, being a year that would be a year of shakings. Um, and I, I publicly spoke about it. And on the first week of 2020, I spoke I spoke uh, in, in Beth Israel, the congregation I lead up here in Wayne, New Jersey. I spoke about the year as uh, a of dark events and 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 getting ready for it. And that's and, and it's one of the reasons why I knew I had to write the Harbinger 2 because that the that that 2020 would bring great shakings on and on America, mm-hmm. on the world, but particularly America. And it would be the resuming of the mystery of the Harbinger, which is the mystery of judgment. Um, and so I had to write the Harbinger too uh, in this year to go out to come out this year that it would to to warn God's people to have them ready to know what's coming, know you know to be ready with it. So the so the answer is yeah. I actually there is in fact there's actually a mystery that begins in the Harbinger and it's it's opened up in the Harbinger too that actually determined the very timing of this. Mm-hmm. So so in a nutshell. Yeah, and so the, the so I did have that sense, and the harbinger, um, the harbinger too is so just to say how I was led to do this, uh, I started writing it in January of 2020, um, and within like you know two months by March, the whole th- it everything oh yeah America everything. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, everything, one after the other. I mean, you know, from the pl- from a plague, from from uh, riots, you know, violence, the economic deterioration, lockdown. Paral- We've never. Yeah, and we're talking, and we're talking a global scale. This is this is not just the United States or one isolated nation. This thing literally rips through Europe. It goes through much of Asia. It goes into the continent of Africa. It goes to Australia, North America, South America. I don't remember anything in my lifetime that even comes close to what we're seeing in terms of, well, I'll just use the word panic for the moment, that is laid on the hearts of so many people. I mean, this has been... Well, it's changed the way we think. It has turned people against each other. And people are just, you know, saying, Lord, when does this thing end? And is this being used for other purposes is what a lot of people are concerned about. Yeah, well, it is it is I think it's a it's a twofold thing. On one hand, it has affected absolutely the entire world. We've never had we've never experienced anything like when 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 has it been? That, you know, our entire lives have been like brought to a, a standstill. I mean, everybody's been changed by this, um, you know, and at the same time, it has hit America of all nations. And, you know, you know America is a is a the leading nation, advanced nation. Western is actually hit America, you know, beyond any other nation for, mo- for most of this course so far. You know, so it's so there's two there's a, there's all these things happening um, and there is. You know, there, when, I'll tell you this. When I wrote, when I wrote the Harbinger, one of the the chapters is called "Things to Come," and in "Things to Come," it speaks about the pattern of judgment and that that there was going to be a window of time, and then great shakings were going to come. Mm-hmm. And the great shaking that and this this is this is eight years ago. In in, in anybody who who can get the Harbinger or has it, if you go to where it says "Things to Come," and now now it's happening. It talks about the shakings and how they will come, and they are coming that exact way. In fact, one of the shakings in the biblical template is a plague. So I mean, and there's much to say, Bob. You know, we can go oh, yeah. and we can do it. I, I can share. You know, like I'll I'll, I'll just put it this way: in, in the Harbinger too, there it's three kind of three three dimensions or three realms. One is what um, the, there are there are all sorts of things that I didn't never revealed when I wrote the Harbinger. It was so there was so much that what I put in the Harbinger is only a puzzle, a piece of a puzzle. So I, I knew I had to, it had to come at a certain time and now is the time to reveal it. It's affecting us now. So the first part is called the unrevealed. The second part, that, that goes back to 9-11, but what's affecting us now. The second part is is what is called the manifestations. What has happened since the Harbinger came out? Have the Harbingers continued? What has happened up to this point? And the third part is what's happening right now, where it's all led, where is it going, and all that. So we can, we can, I can promise you that I'll get to where we are and where we're going. Um, but we can, we can, you know, open up, you know, open up those mysteries. Mm. Well, my feelings are that we are living at a time, as you said before, and I'm 66, so I'm I'm not all that old, but I'm not that young either. I, I've I've never seen a world like this. I talked to some of the last of the greatest generation. They don't remember the world being this much at angst, even in the Second World War. You know, you didn't you didn't see this running through every nation on the face of the earth like it does mm-hmm. today. And you know, even though we were concerned about two war fronts—one in the Pacific, one in Europe—you know, it didn't really affect somebody living in Canada or in the Midwest. We knew about it; we were, you know, raising money for it, but it didn't 
it didn't come to threaten our daily lives each and every day. We we still, yeah. to a degree, went through it. This is like, to me, I'm looking at people in our own nation. People are angry at each other. They they scream at each other. Wear a mask. Do this. Do that. Do the other. You know, there's been such a turning of anger and hate one toward another to divide us in ways that I thought the politicians had had succeeded. But now we've gone to a new level. And, and I begin to wonder, is this part of, of, of some of the shakings and, and what we're going to be going through in the days, months, and maybe even years ahead, God, if God tarries, if our Lord doesn't arrive anytime soon? Yeah, well, in the what, what, in that, what, and again, I'm talking eight years ago, where it said in the chapter, Things to Come in the Harbinger, it says, it speaks about how do the shakings come upon um, you know, come upon a, the world, come upon a nation under judgment. And one of the things, one of the things it said back then, and you just said it, is division, the dividing of the nation. We are, I don't remember that we have ever been this divided. I mean, mm, I and it's been I. said that. I mean, since the Civil War, there historians that we have never been as divided as we are right now. It's like the grays are disappearing. You know, and you've got you have no middle. You know, the middle is it. You have you have black and white. You have you have one and the other. So so that another thing it said. This is eight years ago about how it is the breakdown of infrastructure, the breakdown of life. You know, which is what we are experiencing with this pandemic. And it's not just the pandemic. It's it's also again the lockdown and what's ha- the par- what's happened because of the pandemic. Um, and then it speaks of civil unrest. This is in the harbinger. Civil unrest. Well, we've got look, look what we this year that we had on top of everything. We had violence. We had destruction. We had riots. We had fires. We had threats. We had all the you know, boarded up cities. You know, I mean, crazy. You know, oh, all yeah. that on top of it. You know, and also talks about economic deterioration. We've had economic deterioration. It's like all these things. And in um, and in that same chapter, and, and this is this is again eight years ago. It links the when it talks about the shaking, it speaks about the word crown, and the word crown is comes from the word corona. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is, this is there. This is in the harbinger, the original, and this is what now opens up. You know where we are now in the harbinger too. Mm. You know, I look back in my lifetime, and I'm trying to think as I remember my childhood. And I was raised actually in Long Island in New York, though I live in the South many decades now. But it was, I don't remember a time anything like this. Uh, even even with the Cold War, even as a very young child, the Cuban Missile Crisis didn't seem to impact us like this is today. And, and you're right, people against everybody. And then you look at, I look at places like New York City, boarded up. You know, here we are heading toward you know the Christmas season, and New York City's boarded up. Everybody needs to stay at home. People are living in fear, and whether they should or shouldn't is another 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 program for another day. But where does where do you think all this is leading us as a people in this country, North America, and even the world? Where do you think this is going to take us? Well, interesting. I mean, there <laughs> there is. Uh, there is the warning, and and that's what I was led to do. You know, in writing this, there's the warning of where we are and where things are going, and then there's also hope. You know, as well, there is always hope with God. Um, I will will say, you know, one thing. You know, God does know how to get 
our attention. And I'm not saying, you know, he's sitting there saying, what can I do? It's that, but he does allow things. You know, we are watching a world that has, you know, that is, the culture is massively turning against God, turning away from his ways, doing what no, approving what no other generation has ever done. Um, you know, we're all these things, I mean, like, you know, we have killed more children than yes. any other generation in the history of mankind. You know, we, you know, we are, we are, I mean, this is, this is happening and we talk about the last days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, there are ways that we, you know, that there are shakings to wake us up just like most of us, you know, come to, have come to the Lord most, not all, but most come because there's some shaking in yes. their life. You so, know, with, with you know. what you just said, I want to just dwell on that for a second. It, it is amazing that, you know, the hand of Satan is always predictable in many ways. When you think of abortion, it's nothing more than ancient Moloch worship updated into America. The only difference is we don't hear them scream when they're slaughtered. I mean, that's the only difference. Oh. It's still satanic at, at, at its core. Oh, oh, total, totally. And I will I will promise you also, Bob, that 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 I mean, that there's something very major in what you just said that has that's very it's not general, very specific, stunning that has to do with what you just said and what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be on the maybe on the next show, you know, but but I will tell you, but 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 absolutely what you just said. And so so there are ways. So at the same time, you know, there's there are laws in the Bible, you know, that if you take life, life will be taken. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and and we are what we are witnessing. It's happening all across the world um, with that. And so, you know, there's warning. And at the same time, when you look at America um, and much of the world, but Amer- it, right now we're not turning back. You know, no, we're in not. fact, in fact, the culture is racing uh, to judgment. So I believe that. You know that we that we that this. I mean, I've said this from the beginning. There, you know, there. Are, I was on television when this was beginning, and you know, there were there were different. You know. Uh, leaders of faith and they're saying, you know, well, they believe that it's going to end right, you know, we end and get better and all that. And I, I'm saying, no, I don't believe so. Neither you know, do I. Neither is, do I. This, this is, and this was in March, you know, when I, when I was there. Well, well, it's, you know, I, I believe we are, the sh- we are, we are going to make, there are great shakings that are going to continue. Um, and, and the thing is that, I mean, this is, but this goes again to this biblical template. What happens is there's an initial um, warning or a, a wake-up call with America. That was I, I won't go, I won't go into it now. But that what the harbinger opens up that it's nine. That's what nine eleven was. It always comes in the form of an enemy attack. It's a shaking. But then comes a a window of time where the nation or the civilization is given to come back to God. Yeah, and how, and how well do we do in nine eleven? It lasted what three weeks. Maybe you got you got it. It's exactly three weeks. It looked like it looked like there was going to be revival. I mean, remember? Oh, I, look! I was at that time. I was the pastor of a church in in Florida, and, and I really believed. And for a brief time, people that we hadn't seen in a long time, wow, they they came back and and new people came in. But within literally a year and a half, in a year and a half, one by one. They just quietly faded away like the disciples abandoning Christ on, on the night in which he was betrayed. They just went into the shadows. Well, you you had that year and a half is is not bad compared to three weeks. I mean, but yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, three. three no, I'm saying that's among those that 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 should know better. It took, they, oh, yeah. but oh, but yeah. no, the rest yeah, of the world, no, they were already at, at war with each other within three weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, it was three weeks and. You know, and there was, you know, for a time, it looked like, 
wow, you know, there there could be revival. There could be a turning. But, mm-hmm. you know, what, what happened in those three weeks? It was amazing. But it was only three weeks. And the reason is there was no revival. And the reason is that there was no repentance. Exactly. Exactly. You cannot have revival without repentance. And all we've seen in the years since, instead, we celebrate sin, we worship sin. And the spirit of Moloch, which is demonic, it never went away from this earth. It's it's still here. And people like to say, well, those ancient pagan religions, they, they were just nothing. No, there was a satanic, demonic influence behind yes. each and every one. Yes, you're at, absolutely on every. First of all, yes, in the in not only did we not come back to God, we got worse. You know, in, in you know, whatever we were then, we got much worse mm-hmm. in these last in these years. And the thing is, now now this is you know important that the biblical template is there is this warning strike in 9/11, and it, for us that was 9/11, and that is when. You know, that is when all these, there were nine harbingers that appeared in ancient Israel, warning of destruction, starting with that attack, and those same nine harbingers appeared in America. That's that's how it began with a harbinger. And then, but those harbingers are basically not only saying the warning of God, it's saying, it's talking about a nation or a civilization that has been warned, and instead of coming back to God, hardens itself and gets worse and, and heads to judgment. Well, that is exactly what happened to America. Yes. We, we, you know, and, and that's what happens. When you don't say yes, you're going to end up saying no. And you also, what you just said there was absolutely, totally, rightly profound. It's not just false gods. There are principalities behind that. Amen. Um, and Amen. The, and the Bible says it. The Bible says that these are demonic. And so and so we have that now. And even even with that, you know, where we are. So where we were then, so we had we had these years to come back to God. But not but and but we are it's not only that the harbingers appeared, but now America itself is the the sign is we have been following in the same footsteps of ancient Israel when it was warned after the attack in its yes. own case now we are following the very same thing and the, and it doesn't end well in that no temple. it doesn't it, it doesn't it ends with judgment and we are and 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 the signs that's where I was you know really concerned before this year came that because the signs of the beginning of the ending of that window that when you start see the next phase is you start seeing great shakings coming upon the land yes we and we and and in fact and i i i i will I, again i promise we'll get to it when we get is is that the the mystery the biblical template the biblical mystery actually even uh, pinpoints this year, 20 it pinpointed 2020 for the beginning and amazingly so um, and that is another reason why I knew this was the year or I had a strong sense of it and I and also that I had to write the, the harvest to as a mm, warning yes where we're going so 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 that's the that's the the warning part is there at the same time let me just throw this in because there is a that think about this Bob that when this all happened when this broke upon America, like it was, it was March and um, yep. March, April, and and what happened? And this, it was a very interesting thing, because at while this was happening, you know, there, there's one time in the history of the world when the Jewish people were told by God and told by their leaders, you have to go inside your houses and lock yourself up, yep. stay in your the house, Passover, and don't come out, don't come out until it's over, because a plague is passing through your land. Amen. Well, well, it has never happened after Passover 3,000 years ago, except in 2020. The nation of Israel 
told told its people, you must go in your houses and stay there because a plague is passing through your land. And the day they passed that law or that edict was Passover. Yes. <laughs> Literally for the first time. So here they are going in their houses, talking about going in their houses in Egypt because a plague, while there's a plague, literally, but it wasn't just Israel. It was in America. It was all over the world. The world. The whole world was going inside their houses at the time of Passover was when it began for most of the world. And so it, it's like it's like here you have a world that has rejected uh, the you know you know who's the Passover lamb? Mm, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Re- rejecting Passover, rejecting a Passover message. He died on Passover, and now the whole world is brought back to Passover. And what is the you know it's what is the hope of Passover? It's the lamb. Who is the lamb? The lamb is Jesus. They, the, God has, you know, knows how to get our attention. But the, the, whether we'll turn or not is the question. But the, the, the answer is Jesus. And the answer is to all of it is Jesus is the lamb. Yes. And that, and so, so we sing also the 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 mighty, majestic, stunning hand of the God of Israel of and the God of our Bible who is alive and well and still on the throne. Amen. We're going to take a quick break right here. My guest in the program today, Jonathan Kahn. This is really a wonderful opportunity and and a privilege for me to have him as my guest. And got a couple of more questions on the other side of this this quick break. And the thought just ran into my mind when when Jonathan talked about Israel going back into their homes for, for the plague. The big difference was the blood of the lamb was not on the lentil of the door. We shall return. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. You couldn't shut him up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, when I was in sixth grade, I got into trouble several times for talking when I wasn't supposed to talk. So the teacher figured he'd solve the problem by moving me next to Tommy, the shyest kid in the class, the kid who wouldn't talk for anything or anyone. So day in and day out, I worked on Tommy. I tried everything. I tried humor. I tried antagonism, threats. I even punched him a few times. Finally, I broke through and got Tommy out of his shell. He started talking and he wouldn't shut up. What used to be a nice, quiet boy became a blabbermouth, a talking monster. It was obnoxious. You couldn't shut Tommy up. Finally, the teacher had to move Tommy away from me. He was talking so much. Well, in the book of Acts chapter four, the Sanhedrin tried to do the same thing. They told the apostles they had to stop speaking about the Lord, but they answered, we cannot stop speaking what we have seen and heard. You couldn't shut him up. So it has to be with you too. You see, the enemy wants to shut you up. He wants you to be quiet about salvation, about God's love and about the resurrection, about eternal life, because he knows that if you spread it, your friends and family will probably get saved and you'll be living in victory on the offensive. And so he'll use anything he can, fear and discouragement and rejection and guilt, concern about rocking the boat, anything to shut you up. But you don't let him shut you up. Become like Peter or become like my friend Tommy. Speak the good news, declare the good news, proclaim the good news, and you'll be blessed. And you'll be one person the enemy can't shut up. 
Want more? Ask for the oh yeah principle. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? Or how about just move mountains for the Lord? You can. Sapphire is the super spiritual supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God. Plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. You'll be so blessed. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy. It's 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Friday and weekend edition. It is an honor for me to have uh, Jonathan Kahn as my guest on the program today. Before we get back to our little interview, I want to just share a couple of thoughts. This program is growing on shortwave. It's something that I really believe in, and I want to thank those that have made it possible. The shortwave time is not free. My time is free. I'm more than happy to give my time and produce the program. And all the help you give my wife and I to cover the, the air bill means more than you'll ever know. And you can make your contribution if you'd be so kind. You can do it online at our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. Or you can mail a check to Ancient Word Radio. That's my parent for what I put together to do my ministry work ancient word radio and you can mail us here in georgia at 21 berkshire b-e-r-k berkshire lane number 261 in sky valley georgia and the zip code is 30537 once again 21 berkshire lane number 263 sky valley georgia 30537 and everything you do to help out i want to thank those that have been writing by regular mail and email. It means more to me than you'll ever know. Jonathan, I've got a question. We've heard the term in the scripture, the watchman on the wall. And I really believe that that really carries into today. What is the best way to describe what a watchman on the wall actually is? Yeah, well, the, the watchman is is the one who stood on the walls of the city, of the ancient city, and in the Bible, and when he saw an enemy, the enemy coming, he lifted up his trumpet, his shofar, his ram's horn, mm-hmm. and sounded it to wake up the city. Um, because if they didn't wake up, they're gone. You know, so the watchmen were crucial to stand on the walls and the gates of the city. Now, now, God then calls the prophets, says, "You, I called you as watchmen." He says to Ezekiel, mm-hmm. "Son of man." I called you as a watchman. If you don't sound the alarm 
and then that and they they the the evil the unrighteous perish i will hold you accountable their blood will be on your head mm-hmm. so so in a sense all believers are called to be watchmen exactly one, and watch and watch women, you know, and, and, you know, now is the time we're not, this is not the time to be quiet or to be, I mean, this is not the time to be afraid. Uh, you know, we are to, this is the time we must sound the alarm, which you're doing, which others are doing. We must sound the alarm. But now let me tell you how, you know, a mystery here. Um, on the day of 9-11, we were talking about how judgment begins on a nation. Yep. Um, and this is the, you know, the attack of an enemy, even an initial attack before years before the the great shakings. Well, well, the thing is, on that morning, all across the Middle East, I'm sorry, the, the northeast of America, the sound of the ancient biblical sound of judgment and of alarm of the watchmen was heard. In the northeast of America. Okay. It started sounding on that morning. And the thing is, it turned out that that morning was appointed in an ancient calendar, was appointed to to be sounding that the sound of the watchman, which which warns of an attack coming on the city. All right. And not only that, not only that, Bob, but. It, you know, it's geared to the to the dawn and the sunrise. So it happened in waves. So so the first place. You know where where the where the sound of the trumpets were sounding mm-hmm. of the watchmen was in Maine in America. That's okay. where Maine Maine is where nine eleven began. That's where the te- first terrorists set off from there at an airport. So the trumpets were sounding at the moment they were heading to the gate. Okay, wow. number one, early in the morning. Then then the 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 trumpets start sounding after that in Boston. And then 9-11 moves to Boston. The enemy flies into Boston and the others start off from Boston. So they're in the airport while the trumpets of the alarm are sounding that an attack is coming on the city. That is the biblical sound. Then the trumpets start sounding in New York City and the the, the planes start heading to New York City. Um, as the sound uh, that was sound, the same sounds that were sounded in the days of the Bible when the the Babylonians came and all. Well, now they're sounding in America, in New York City, all around New York City, and and then the last place they sound is Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And then the final part of 9/11 turns to Washington. And the thing is, it starts the, you know the sounding of the of the watchmen shofars are by ancient appointment. Start about six thirty in that morning on nine eleven. They started six thirty. They were appointed, and they were they were appointed to go until ten thirty. That's it's a it's four hours. Ten thirty. Right. They stopped. Now the thing is, nine eleven. You know, all is set in motion at that time. It goes, and then the last event of nine eleven is the fall of the North Tower. Yes, happens just about ten twenty nine. Remember watching, and then, it. The, and then the trumpets stop. Mm. I mean, and the warning, Bob. The warning is is that the trumpets were sounding, and it's it's a warning of trumpets sounding and a nation growing deaf to the yes. trumpets. Yes. And so therefore, if you don't heed the sound of the watchmen, then there is nothing but judgment. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now this is this is in in the in the harbinger two. This is one of the mysteries that I never revealed that never opened up that that was all the way back from 9-11, but it has to do with where we are now because we have not listened to the warning. And this is where we are, dangerous. But let me just tell you one thing that comes at the end of the Harbinger 2, and that is 
that that something happened that I never shared. I mean, I held back for probably uh, 20 years. And that is that that two years before 9-11, I was led to go to the Gate of America, which is the, stat- the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. the Gate of America. And and there were others who believers who were coming from all over America and they came they were coming. They came and they joined me there. Uh, they came to New York City because they had a sense by God, I can only say by the Spirit of God, that a, an attack was coming to America, a, an attack of terror, and it was going to strike New York City. So they came two years before 9-11, and they came to pray for America and New York City. And then we all met at the base of the Statue of Liberty. And I was led to, I had my the shofar. You know the ram, the the watchman's uh-huh. your ram's horn, and I sounded it, at, you know, I, you know, I sounded it, and and uh, to New York City, and and this, so it's from the gate to New York City, uh-huh. and they took a picture, and when they took a picture, it has the trumpet is touching the World Trade Center. Wow, and it's touching literally the North Tower, which is where the nine eleven is going to begin, and it's touching the exact spot where the plane is going to strike wow. the tower. So you got that. Now, then, Bob, and I never shared this, you know, I lifted up my hands and I, I we prayed, I prayed a blessing and I, I prayed to, and, and someone was videoing it and they have the, and the video shows a plane, as I'm doing this, a plane is coming and taking the exact route of what you're going to see two years later of 9-11. And it literally, it literally intersects the tower at the exact spot Again, where the attack is going to come now at the when when the watchmen of Israel, they sounded the trumpet, they stood at the gates, they were sounding, they were seeing what was going to happen. They're seeing the first right. glimpse. Well, this mm-hmm. was a prophetic glimpse. But but here's one other thing, Bob, the day that that prophetic thing took place. And by the way, at, at the, I, again, as I said, I never shared it. But at the end of the Harbinger 2, it's the only time I've ever done this in a book. I put a picture. I actually uh-huh. put that image, image of the the shofar on that day, touching the place where none of them is going to begin. But the day that it all that prophetic thing began, the day was it was two years before. It was September 11th. It was the very day, two years to the day that it would happen. Wow. There are so many questions I want to ask, and I'm looking at the we got about 10, 15 minutes, maybe roughly speaking, on on this segment. And I don't want to miss anything because this is just an opportunity that a lot of people like me rarely get. And I, and I just wanted to I want to take advantage of this. It doesn't matter what anybody's eschatology is in terms of I remember the late uh, Vance Havner, great Baptist preacher for many years ago. When somebody said, are you a pre-tribber, a mid-tribber, a post or an all-millennialist? What are you? And, and he goes, well, I'm a pan-millennialist. And somebody said, what do you mean by that? That's right. He goes, it'll all pan out in the end. And, and there's a lot of truth in that. So there's certain aspects of eschatology I don't really get myself into except this. The signs of his coming are everywhere. And no matter what your belief system is on how it all plays out, we are demanded, not not encouraged, not suggested. Jesus demands that his people, number one, warn others. Number two, be ready. You know, look at the entire wedding, you know, the wedding uh, analogy that Jesus gave. 
where the banquet is prepared and, the, and those that were called didn't come. But even when all those who were called from the wayside came in, where is your wedding garment? We need to be ready. And, and I think we lose sight of that. And I can't make it any more clear. This whole program, Truth to Ponder, is based on the concept of giving you the information you need to be prepared for what God has in store for this world. Jonathan, can you give it, give the listeners some ideas of what they might be expecting in the not-too-distant future? Yeah, well, well, one thing is we are seeing, you know, uh, you know, not only a racing to judgment of, uh, you know, uh, in our culture, uh, a race away from God. But whenever a people call what is evil good, they will also call what is good evil. And that mm-hmm. is a principle you find in Isaiah, and it's to this day. So every step that America and the West and much of the world has taken to embrace sin and evil mm-hmm. uh, and calling it tolerance, which it's not, um, is the same – at the same moment, it's another step they are taking mm-hmm. to call good, meaning the gospel, God, mm-hmm. Jesus, God's people, the church. It's the called gospel. hate speech now to some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will call it evil. And so we are watching it, and yet the Bible says this is all going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says in the last days, you know, men shall be lovers themselves. You know, they will they will be haters of good. You know, and we're watching it happen as never before. Look, we even even formerly uh, stoic church bodies in this nation and in Europe, you know, they have literally walked away from the faith once delivered, and they've now embraced quote as Saint Paul calls calls it another gospel that is not the gospel it all sounds good it all sounds like happiness and love and it has nothing to do with the fear of the lord it has nothing to do with repentance it has nothing to do with jesus being the way the truth and the life it's all about you know what i call the all dogs go to heaven religion where all things you know it can be anything that if you live a good and what's the word i'm looking for uh, a good life um you're nice to one another. Everything will work out. I, I don't buy that. We're living in a very deceit. For an age with all the technology and wisdom we're supposed to have, we can be some pretty stupid people at times. Yeah, well, it, it's 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 a reflection of what's happening in the world, you know, and that is that that if the world is embracing and much of our culture in America is embracing sin and evil and ungodliness, well, that means you got to ask, where's the church? And, you know, the church is supposed to be the light and the salt, you mm-hmm. know, um, if, if we had been the light and the salt to the degree we were supposed to be, it could never have gotten this this dark no. and it could never have gotten this rotten. Um, so so that means it's also, you know, that, you know, I'm not saying all and everyone in the church, but also it means that much of the church has, has lost its saltiness. And so you so one of the signs is also of apostasy, you know, in, in, in a sense, in, in one sense, you can't have. You know, you can't have the unsaved apostatize away from the faith because they don't have the faith. Um, I mean, you can have certain things, but but the church is part of that apostasy. So yes. so you're seeing that, and it's another sign of the times, a sign of judgment. So we are, you know, we're not here to set dates, and we're not here to say when, but we are clearly in the end times, clearly in the last days. We spoke about Israel on the program before, um, the sign that's got to get. But, but another great sign of the end times— is is apostasy 
you know, there'll yes, be a great absolutely. falling a falling away. Well, we're watching that great falling away right now. And it, we're watching it every day. And, and not only that, but again, the other side of it is persecution. <clears throat> we're watching the beginning of it. We can clear, I mean, it's happening around the world, but we're watching it in the West, you know. So, so yeah, so these are the times we better be awake and we better be like that virgin. Amen. The virgins are ready Amen. and we better be like the watchman with a trumpet and we better sound it. In these few minutes we got, uh, I want to make sure we've covered everything. Is there anything you want to add that I want people yes. to know how to get a hold of you, uh, the new book, and just let's get the let's get that information out because I'd hate to run up against the clock because unfortunately yeah. on the shore wave stations I don't have the ability of going beyond the clock. So let's yeah. get that. Yeah, let let's do that you, right yeah. now. Yeah, and I will, and I will, you know, I'll tell that. Thank you, Bob. And I will also, I'll, I'll give a little, a little taste of of what the Harbinger Two says about what's happening now and where we're going. But, but yeah, to get the Harbinger Two, um, it's available everywhere, literally. I mean, anywhere online right now, you can order it on Amazon right now, on any Christian store, any secular store. You can go to Walmart. I mean, and they they will probably have the Harbinger Two. So, but but don't just get it for yourself. Get it for People you know who need to to know need to be waking up, need to be saved, even for even for the holidays. But get it for people who need it, who need to know as well as you. And, you know, saved and unsaved. So the Harbinger Two is everywhere. Okay, and the Harbinger is also out. The regular original book Harbinger. To get in touch with the ministry, um, it's something. Just remember, hope the ministry is called Hope of the World, and it we we spread the gospel to the world and also um, to the Compassion Projects to the needy. To to we also I also give prophetic updates free freely, uh, free gifts. Out CDs to you. You'll get free gifts. Just go to hopeoftheworld.org. It's all you need to know. Hopeoftheworld.org. Um, now, let me tell you, Bob. It's okay. Let me tell you one of the the mysteries in the Harbinger Two that has to do with now. Um, the question is asked actually in the original book in the Harbinger. This is eight years ago, but it's answered in the book now um, in Harbinger Two, and that is that how long is it biblically? Between the first warning strike, that's the biblical template, that war, that enemy strike on the land, the first strike of the and and the coming of the greater shakings on the land. Well, the answer is when you and it's given in the Harbinger one, and now it's revealed in Harbinger two, and that is that that if you look at the the template of Israel, uh, the first strike with came on Jerusalem in five eighty six B. I'm sorry, in six oh five B C. The, the, the time of the greater shakings come in 586 B.C. That's a 19-year window, mm-hmm. a 19-year gap, 19 years. The Bible says it in the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, 19 years. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Bob. Right. When, the, when did the first strike come on America? It was, it was 9-11. It was 2001. Mm-hmm. So when is the year of the great shakings come? When is the, when is the 19th year? It's the year 2020. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so for years, Bob, this the in the in the Harbinger two, it's called the nineteen year mystery. I'm looking at the year twenty twenty and saying, Lord, and not that God has to do anything, you don't put God in a box, but Lord, if this template continues, that means twenty twenty is going to be a year of great shakings. Amen. And that's exactly what has happened. And that's again why I knew I had to write the book for this year. You know, so I had to do that. But let me say something else. Jeremiah when he prophesies of what the judgments that are going to happen in the 19th year, he speaks, one of the judgments he speaks of is a plague that comes on the land. Yes. A pestilence. Well, we've got the plague. And not only that, Bob, there's something you said earlier, but I got to say that, that, but what we said, that's very crucial. 
when he speaks about the plague on the land, uh, you know, he's he links it and other judgments. He links it to the blood that was shed of the children in the land. Yes. And so and, and we think, well, how can you compare that? You know that? Well, listen, you know, they they killed thousands of children. We have killed over 60 million. Yes. And so and so the thing is that, by the way, we said this in the first program, but but now to put it together with a plague, you talk about the whole plague. The this if you take this generation, I'm talking about everybody who's alive today. Um, this is the generation that has shed more blood of children than any other and in the history of the world. And at the at the forefront of abortion has been America. America has killed more children than most nations. Number one, mm-hmm. America led most nations into abortion. America kills children at later stages than most nations, um, and and more is required because America was founded on the Word of God. So you've got all that. And so actually, the one that only by volume has killed more children is China. The plague starts in China, but it strikes America actually more severely than any nation. I mean, it's, amer- it's amazing. Here we are, an advanced nation, all that stuff. But the interesting thing is that Jeremiah says that the plague or the judgment will come back to the place where the children's blood was shed. Amen. What is the capital What is the capital of abortion in America? It's New York. It is. Where have more, where have more babies been killed than it? New York City? Mm-hmm. Where, when the, when the plague came to America, what became the capital, the global capital of this plague? New York, New York City, literally. Amen. Yes. And to this day, more death there. And you know what, Bob? The di- you know that when they when they when they actually officially identified the first case of the plague in America, it's called Patient Zero. The next day, headlines filled the country that the plague had come, and there was a date next to the headline of the plague. The date was January twenty second. January 22nd is the day that America legalized the killing of its children. Yes. The very day. And not only that, Bob, but one year earlier, New York passed that gruesome law to kill children up to the time of birth. And they celebrated by lighting up the, one, of the, one of the nine harbingers, the, the World Trade Center. And one year later, to the exact day, the plague was was headlines that it came to America. Wow. And it came to New York City like no other place. And not only that, Bob, but when Jeremiah gave that prophecy, he says, he says there, he says that there's gonna be so much death they won't be able to handle bury the burying them. Well, in New York, that's exactly what happened. They could not handle it. So they they shit they actually shipped off the the dead, the unclaimed dead, to an island. And the thing is, when Jeremiah made that prophecy, he did it at the pot, potter's gate, holding the potter's jar and prophesying to the potter's field. The place in New York where they buried the dead, that was called the potter's field. So literally, where he made that very prophecy. So, I mean, and, and I'll, I'm just going to say one more thing, and this is just, the, I mean, from this about the plague. And th- there's so much, but this is this is just one more thing from that chapter called The Plague in the Book. And that it says that, that you know, that there's something called the Jubilee. Of course, you know it. Um, but it's blessing. Yes. But but for but it's also there's a judgment because if you take if you took somebody's land that didn't belong to you, Jubilee, it's taken away from you. Whatever you took is taken away from you. So you know what? A while you know, America took the life of its children. Now life is being taken away. When did it legalize abortion on demand? It was it 1973 is when a, when the Supreme Court ruled for. That's not when it began. It began in 1970 and New York pioneered it for the nation. So it was 1970. So when is the Jubilee? 2020. 50 years. years. And and not only only that, when they looked at when was the peak days in New York of death, 
You know what they found with peak with the peak of the infection? You know what it was? It was two days they found. It was April 9th and April 10th. Well, you know when America, uh, New York legalized abortion on two votes, April 9th and April 10th, hmm. 50 years to the very exact date. Wow. My guest on the program today has been Jonathan Kahn, and, and what a privilege and an honor to have him with us. If you want to find out more about that book, The Harbinger 2, let me recommend that you go to the website, which is theharbingerreturns.com. That is theharbingerreturns, all one word, dot com. You'll find out a whole lot more. The book, The Harbinger 2, is available at Amazon and, and anywhere you can buy books, Christian bookstores too. I'd highly recommend it. I want to thank Jonathan for sharing with us today. We live in such a different time than we ever have before. And as we were talking on the program today, I've seen things in my lifetime that I never anticipated even the possibility of seeing. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a different world than the world that you and I knew way back when. That's why I thank people like like Jonathan to being on the program today to share with, with you and I some of what he is seeing. There's no doubt in my mind the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is sooner than we think. It could be any time. The signs of his coming are everywhere. And as I said on the program, it doesn't matter what your end time thinking or theology is. He's coming again. And he tells us to look for those signs of his coming. And we, we can't ignore that. We need to be ready and we need to be prepared. And my fear is too many of us are not prepared for what is going to be coming down the road. Look at what happened in this year of 2020. How many of us started in January thinking we had all year to worry about an election? And it was just going to be another year full of TV commercials for, you know, election. Wow. Did you ever anticipate what happened this year? I didn't. Did you? This program continues as a podcast for many and also increasingly on international shortwave i i may have an announcement about some additional things next week uh, lord willing and keep it in prayer there's so many opportunities that we have i want to thank those that have taken the time to write the program and let me let me know you're listening your thoughts your ideas they mean more to me than you'll ever know email is really easy bob at truth number two ponder truth to ponder.com and the website truth the number two ponder.com some of you have been sending regular letters and i've had a number this past week and thank you and also for the financial support that you send as well and our mailing address up here is 21 berkshire lane that's 21 berkshire lane number 263 in sky valley georgia zip code 305 Three, seven. And until Monday's broadcast, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.